0: Welcome to the Love Fly podcast. It's Paul Tizard here, Fear of Flying coach for the last 25 years. Oh my goodness. And today's guest has come from the Love Fly Facebook group, and it's Gina, who's going to tell us all about her Fear of Flying story. So, welcome, Gina. Hi, thank you. So, thanks ever so much for your time and to join us today. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and how we've ended up talking? You know, what your journey to date has been, or anything you like, really.
1: Okay, so I'm 52, and I'm a mother of four boys. And three years ago, my son decided he was going to get married to an American lass. And the plan was to move out to the States and live happily ever after and us go and visit. Right. I haven't flown in 22 years and have, the last flight we did was from Menorca. And I remember sitting on the airplane saying to my children, if we die, just know that I loved you. And we had planned, so my son's wedding was supposed to be two years ago and COVID struck obviously mm. so we, it got postponed a year yeah, so yeah. last year the year before when we had planned it it was will the borders open won't they open will they open won't they open and of course when it came to this year uh this last year they didn't open ready for us to go
0: right so
1: when we decided on well i decided actually on new year's day that if i didn't uh, 52 years old start taking control of my life Mm. i was going to miss out on so much i booked the flights for june and then a month later my blood pressure was through the roof and my doctors tried lots of different things and it was all because of the fear
0: of what was to come yeah so, so, um, so it's like a big. So you made a big decision on New Year's Day, then, didn't you? Crikey, That was uh, quite a, a big. Yeah, rule.
1: it wasn't. It wasn't just about flying. It was about kind of. I come. I live in a place of fear. I've always been fearful. My my go to excuse is what if, and I realised that. What if can go both ways. So what if something doesn't happen and I have the most amazing time. So it actually can flip two ways. So yeah, so I kind of took the ball by the horn and decided that that would be it. This year would be a year to go and and we did.
0: Right, Nearly that's completely. brilliant. So let's pause there. That's a good point. We'll come back to that because we don't want to do a spoiler. Spoiler alert. Okay. So let's go back, whiz back twenty two years and before. What was going on there that stopped you flying?
1: I think, one, we had four children and, you know, money was incredibly tight and Mm. then We had our holiday in Menorca. My son had had renal trouble and had quite a serious operation. And we promised him when he was in hospital, we would take him on an aeroplane. He was 11. And we said once he recovered that we would take him. And he did, thankfully, recover fully. Mm. And um, we had to keep our end of the bargain. And for me, having only flown a couple of times as a child, Mm. the fear was just... I think because you have this overwhelming protection thing as a parent and yes. you, and, you, and the controlling nature that I have, I had to let the control go to the pilot mm. and that's something that I found really difficult. I would try and hit the brake and I would try and steer the plane, you know, and for how me... Did, how it, did that it, work it out was, for you? Not very well. <laughs> I think we must have hit the um, accelerator button instead of the brake, because it seemed to go a lot faster as I was trying yeah, to hit the brake.
0: <laughs> despite you putting your foot on the brake, <laughs> yeah. they just ignored you.
1: Yeah, and carried on going. And I think, for me, part of that journey back 22 years ago mm. was having seen my son quite ill. We had to control a lot of things. and. Yes you then start panicking and, you know, we'd have this big event and then you become letting go. It's really, really difficult. So letting mm-hmm. go of
0: mm-hmm.
1: control, of fear, of, like I said, the what-ifs. It's yes. is, is quite a challenge. It is quite a challenge. Mm.
0: So the fear of flying, I'm I still a bit unclear why you think you had a fear of flying. I can I can get that I there's a know, hell of a lot going on. Is it just like the fact know. that I hadn't done it?
1: no I think we had watched my son ill and watched him come quite close to not being here anymore and it just made me think how precious life was and I was just going to get on an airplane in the middle right. of the sky with no <laughs> no escape and um no control and I just had in my head that I could die
0: yeah like well it kind of makes sense that's it when you say it like that so he's So, literally, so I though you said that I hadn't really picked up the fact that one led to the other. I thought the fear was before that because you hadn't really flown that way. No,
1: I think I think that sort of cemented it really Mm -hmm. for me was just this overwhelming fear of dying and being out of control, not being able to stop anything that was going to happen.
0: Yeah, well, not surprised. And also, when your kids go through stuff like that, it's quite an effect. yeah doesn't it yeah so i understand that okay so you managed to stay away from flying for 22 years (laughs) yeah (laughs) well done how did you manage that
1: (laughs) that was quite difficult because my husband is a plane um enthusiast and wants to fly everywhere but i was quite crafty in fact you know I'd, i'd say you know we can't afford it it's like let's just we've never seen the
0: uk let's just
1: go around the UK. Yes,
0: you became quite inventive then, didn't you?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, very. And and now all our children have grown up. Like I said, one lives in the States. Those excuses have worn thin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hiding and, money under the mattress as well. You know, <laughs> we can't afford it. To
1: be honest, though, <laughs> I just... I don't know whether it's a midlife crisis. I just do not want life to yeah. pass me by and then look back and go... I let my fear control my entire mm. life and I missed out on so much. Do you know what I mean? I just don't want to mm. walk away from my life thinking, I wish I'd done so much
0: more. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's so just, so let's just have a little reframe there. So it was a midlife crisis. Let's call it a midlife catharsis has shifted (laughs) you know because you change the what ifs to be what if I have a great time to what if I don't
1: yeah I'm
0: allowed to change things as well
1: yeah do you know what it's I heard somebody say something the other day and and it really sort of resonated with me because as the as the time to coming up to flying to the states was getting nearer I think Mm. the pressure of the previous flight going to the states that didn't happen for the wedding there was a lot of stress involved because we were meeting my son's partner's family that we hadn't really had any Mm. time with before we were staying in their house there was lots of prep going on for the wedding then covid injections yes pre-covid flights um you know tests and all of this other stuff and if the borders would open so the stress was quite high. So when we decided mm. to go this time, the stress was like already programmed, if you like, in my yes. head. Yeah. And the closer it was getting, the darker and darker I felt it was getting more mm. and more. Yeah. The fear, everything. It wasn't just the flying. It was becoming everything was becoming a paranoia. Yes. And then I heard somebody say, at your darkest times, you may feel buried, but really, you're just being planted, ready to grow. And I thought, oh, that's deep, it eh? really struck Who a chord. Said that? Who said that? I heard it on the radio.
0: Oh, that's really cool.
1: <laughs> and I just thought, crikey, that is really true. And I thought, that's a real good one. And that sort of helped. And then I came across Lovefly.
0: Mm. So... Yes. And so when was that then?
1: So that was about six weeks before we flew.
0: Right. Okay. So, you, wow. So, you, so how did you find us? I'm always curious how people come across the Love Fly stuff because we, I I, stopped doing the Google ads about a year, well, 18 months ago because it's cost me a fortune. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Of course. I think it was because I had been constantly putting into the phone how to overcome fear of flying you know, what happens if I have a heart attack on the plane, you know, all of these things. And then randomly, you know, phones listen and capture things. And it popped up on Facebook. It just, a link came in on Facebook randomly, podcast just showed up on Facebook. And that was how I found you. I don't even, you know, I can't tell you that I I purposely Googled you because I didn't even know it existed. But it was the
0: best thing i think i could have found oh that's nice to know oh that's interesting so <laughs> just randomly come up uh thanks google so the <laughs> yeah yeah so you, you found the podcast you had six weeks until your flight so yeah. how did so what state were you in then if that states the right word
1: i was i my blood pressure tablets had been doubled I had got to the stage where I couldn't, my son would ring up planning lots of things. I couldn't even speak to him on the phone about it. I was waking up in the middle of the night thinking, oh, my God, I've only got six weeks left, five weeks left, four weeks left. Yes. And there was no, I wasn't, my son and my hubby were like so excited. And I was just absolutely dreading it. Mm. So it wasn't an excitement, I wished I could have their excitement, but yes. I just couldn't, I couldn't yeah. find it within me. So
0: Yeah. Well, the fact that you were moving towards it, despite all of that, is quite phenomenal. It just, just goes to show, you know, like separate to your story is like the strength of human spirit that, you know, once you've decided and made a decision, right, I'm going to do something about this, enough is enough. It's amazing what people can withstand, you know, and you're you're a great example of this. So keep going. The story's this is a good story. Keep going.
1: <laughs> so so I found Love Flight and I started dipping in and listening to bits and pieces, reading little bits that popped up on Facebook, joined the group, started reading people's stories, looking at videos, and one thing I realized is every single person that had mm. written a post. One had felt similar feelings to what I had. Every single one of them had got on the plane and every single one of them had got off the other end. Yes. Nobody had crashed, nobody had died, nobody had a horrendous story. No. Everybody who flew actually had a safe, And and some pictures and that were purely stunning pictures and you could almost capture and feel the relief and excitement when they touch down the other side and the pride in themselves for doing it it was it was encapsulating really
0: Mm.
1: then I listened to some of the podcasts because I had a horrible fear of going back to 22 years ago dying on the plane
0: yeah
1: so I listened to the medical talks about all of the training of the pilots and the crew and things like that, listened to all of that, and, you know, that really made me feel mm.
0: safe. Mm. And is that all and stuff nothing. that you didn't know before?
1: Yeah, nothing. I didn't know any of that. I did, you know, I've kind of gone flying has been blanketed out of my radar. It's not something – we go to air shows, but I'm quite happy to watch – somebody else in the plane (laughs) rather than being it myself. And then we got to the airport. So we got up in the morning to fly and um by that time I hadn't slept for two days. I was feeling sick. I was I was up out of bed at five o'clock in the morning thinking, Oh my God, what am I Mm. doing? I'm just some crazy fool. What what made me think that this is a good idea?
0: So could I just ask then Jean had the fear decreased at all or would you no. say it was so you were still as scared as when you first I thought
1: a, i was as scared of flying but not of dying
0: right okay
1: so i'd kind of put to bed that the, i was still concerned that i was flying with high blood pressure and mm. you know i have a fast heart rate anywhere and i was kind of thinking oh my god that's just going to go through the roof which it did to be yeah. fair yeah but i kind of thought if anything was going to happen people would know what to do and yes. it's not a case that i could be walking down the street and have something happen and no one be around and no one know what to do so um i kind of felt really protected if that makes sense from that side
0: yeah i always um, said that an, air, an aircraft <laughs> is a good place to have a heart attack you know if you're going to plan one Go and have one because you've don't got people around and know what they're doing. You know, not the, I don't know you get, if you get to plan these things, but it's definitely best a good place. To have yeah. one <laughs> um, so you didn't so, die.
1: I didn't die. So yeah. So we got got to the airport and I I got our tickets. We didn't take any luggage other than hand luggage, um, you know, carry on, which mm-hmm. made it a lot simpler, which took yes. a lot of stress out. Yeah. We got to the parcher lounge and it's classic so they said anyone with ssss on their ticket and priority boarding can come through i went through my husband didn't have ssss i thought it was because i was special (laughs) (laughs) so i was allowed to go through i thought maybe it was because you know i told the lady at the desk i was incredibly nervous only to find that it was an extra security check nice so by which point i was incredibly nervous anyway Mm -hmm. so then you know got to security (laughs) i got to security and they said they told my husband to wait in another area and they were saying to me is this your bag bearing in mind at this point i'm having kittens out comes the rubber gloves and this wand and i'm thinking what is going on is this your bag Yes, have you left size of it? No. Did you pack it yourself? Yes. I, you know, Has anyone touched mm. your bag? No. So he emptied my handbag out. He swapped my case. Then he said, open your case. I opened my case and he pulled out my husband's box of shorts. And somehow we've managed, he said, are these yours? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no. no, they're mine. My- so then they had to pull my husband through to prove that our cases were identical. Oh so goodness. that <laughs> it was very funny looking back it was mm. quite comical but at the time I was thinking oh god this just does not help the situation
0: Tessa wasn't it let's be honest it
1: kind of was and I think at that point I sort of said to my hubby do you know what you're just gonna have to go without me I'm gonna give you my passport you're just gonna have to go without me and I, I just can't do it this is mm. too much mm. so he kind of went are you kidding I was like nope and then I don't I honestly don't know what came over me, whether it was I, I think about everyone's stories that I've read. And I think about a lot of positivity quotes and motivational speakers. I've listened to a lot of Tony Robbins over the years and I don't know what came over me. But I suddenly realized if I didn't get on that plane, I was going to miss the chance of a lifetime of seeing where my son was living. Mm. meeting his family, seeing how his life was over there. To have that hug, and this for me was the biggest thing, was to have my son hold me after not seeing him for 18 months, have him hold me mm. and say hello, and to see his face as you come through the arrivals gate. There just is no other feeling like it. Yeah, And I didn't want to let him down. So that was the final... Um point where i thought i'm just going to do this step by step and i spoke to the lady on the desk and she said we could go straight to terminal five because we were leaving from terminal five on on the little train yeah so we went on the little train underground train to terminal five it was a lot quieter Mm. everyone was chatting there was a lot of flight attendants and cabin crew and everyone mulling around and they were all laughing and joking which made me think None of these look scared. None of them are worried. There was kids flying that were like, you know, teenagers going, you know, this is just like an everyday thing. And I was thinking, Mm. why am I so stressed? Yes. I took two steps forward and three steps back going down the tunnel to get on the plane. That was that was quite, uh, that was my, you know, the sort of moment where you think this is my last chance to run the opposite direction. Mm. And I was probably about, five foot behind my husband who was skipping along very excited because we flew on an airbus a380 and oh, it was his, his bucket list so he was super happy and i was yes. just shaking my head and and mm. but once we sat on the plane i mean everyone was fantastic you know everyone was so welcoming and warm and chatty and you know put mm. your mind at rest and um i have to say i did pay for wi-fi on the phone and i did read the love fly page when we were on the plane and that really helped
0: there you go people will you help when you don't even realize that is gina that is such an inspiring story and uh, we're
1: going again in december
0: <laughs> are you <laughs> oh god we going to go for all that again so uh, right. right. so you got on the flight Yeah. what was that like for you then
1: so I took my Fitbit off, my Fitbit watch off, when my heart rate got to 165. Mm. Sat in the plane, and I was thinking, this is crazy. I'm just driving myself crazy. And then they did their talk, and I watched it starting. So I sat in the window, which I I have to say was amazing. <laughs> I started watching the ground just drift by, and I thought, crikey, we're only going about 50. <laughs> And then I looked again and we were already in the air and I hadn't noticed the takeoff. And I hadn't, I mean, they say that you go at 165, 170 to take off. It felt like 50 miles an hour.
0: Mm.
1: It was smooth. It was, it was beautiful. I knew about the sounds that we were going to hear where the wheels come up and I knew all the different things to listen out for. And every time one went off, I kind of thought, oh, yeah, I know what that is. That's fine. That's normal. Going through the clouds was the most beautiful experience and quite spiritual experience I think I have had until the flight home. The flight home was different.
0: Mm.
1: And it was just so peaceful, so beautiful. And... Before you know it, I mean, it was a seven and a half hour flight. So it wasn't a small flight we went on time wise. And before you knew it, people were coming round, people were walking about, everyone was chatting and the time just flew, literally. (laughs) (laughs) And then the landing was beautiful. It was a bit bumpy. We did have turbulence. You know, we did have some turbulence and i did the trick with the glass and mm. the air steward laughed at me and said see you've learned that one then <laughs> <And I'm laughs> like, well, i said it feels like it's a for me it was like a really old-fashioned bumpy old train
0: yeah
1: that kind of where you're just getting tossed about on the old track on the old train tracks mm. but the water wasn't moving in the glass you know and not really and you look out the window and you can see that the plane actually isn't doing anything like you think it's doing. And then, like I said, I just kind of, if I shut my eyes, it was like being on an old fashioned, Mm -hmm. really old fashioned, crunky old steam train where you just jump about. So that was kind of how I put it in my head. And then we landed, walked through arrivals and I saw my son and I thought, I'm going to do this as often as I can. And, there's only so much fear will only be there if we allow it to stay Mm. and I think there is a difference in fear and anxiety and phobias there's a massive difference and I understand that and some people's phobia is just so embedded yeah that you know it takes a lot more and you know lots of therapies and and you know lots of retraining your brain and things Mm. And I would never take that away from anyone you know that is a is a real um medical thing to actually deal with it's really? a it's a real difficult thing to deal with. So I think the flight back for me was the most spiritual thing I have ever done. I've watched the sun set and the sun rise in two and a half hours and that was stunning and the and we saw the clouds were just blood red and then the sky was it was like we were flying on the edges of the earth
0: yeah, wait I've
1: put yeah. the pictures on I think I've put yeah, the pictures
0: lovely. on lovely beautiful stunning yeah
1: stunning. and I just thought my gosh if I hadn't have done this I was going to miss all of this mm. let alone all the stuff that we had had with our son I was going to miss everything that we had done on that plane everything I'd seen you know everything I'd witnessed watching the sunset is incredible when you're flying at night and and then to watch it rise within a couple of hours and watch the most incredible colours and it's almost like it, I can't explain it. It's very spiritual when you see. It's like something new. You know, your whole world is starting again, resetting, reprogramming. It's yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely beautiful.
0: And you've put it so elegantly. It's like I can I'm I can visualise it. So well, just from listening to you, you know I imagine other people oh, listen to you. this. It's just, it, it re- you really captured it there, and the way you've sort of talked that through. And uh,
1: it's very, it's very peaceful. There's something very, very peaceful about that moment of total calm and peace. And it really was like being on the edge of the world because everything was, you know, the sun was down and then you've got the sort of arc, the arch of the, the sky, you've got a slight arc to it and it just, I don't think I'll ever forget it, I really don't think I will ever forget it.
0: What a story, honestly.
1: Yeah, it gets a bit more crazy when we came home and I rang my son two days later and said, what are you doing at Christmas? <laughs> He was like, why? And I said, I've just booked a flight for the 10th of December. And he was like, Are you crazy?
0: <laughs>
1: I was like, Yep. Aww. And I've even said, Because my, my son obviously will hopefully, he wants to have children and you know, he wants us to be a significant part of their lives, even though we're sort of 3,000 mm-hmm. miles away. And he said, you know, he said, you get 90 days on an Esther. He said, if I have to fly you over once a month for a week, he said, you know, as, until we've used up those 90 days, he said, I'll do it. He said, you know, we'll get you over here. And I was thinking, from going from being to the stage where I literally thought I was going to die, there isn't, I can't put it any other way. I yeah. was, it wasn't just fear, it was terror mm. i was petrified mm. to now thinking i'd be quite happy to go and do it on my own
0: wow just pause there that is that is amazing isn't it crikey yeah i so wish on the I'd way done... back were you at all what was your heart rate like on the way back and it
1: wasn't as bad i mean the only time i got a little bit nervous is when we got to to boarding at boston because um, we we obviously flew well we didn't obviously because we don't know where we've been but we flew into Boston and flew out of Boston and saying goodbye to loved ones at an airport is quite quite emotional and yeah. and it's very difficult I'm very close to my son and it it's very very difficult thing to do because yeah. you kind of think at that point you sort of think God I don't know when I'm going to go back you know, my son has a phobia of heights mm. and he's actually got to the airport before now and couldn't get on a plane. So he he has a fear of heights and, you know, really struggles. So I kind of thought if I don't do this regularly, no. he's not going to be coming home to me. So, no. And I want to show him that it's safe to do, that it's okay to do. Mm. You know, and the more I do it and the, and each journey that I knock up that's, a good journey and things like that, the more I'm hoping will give him the courage. And everyone else, do you know what? Everyone that flies, every story that I've read on Lovefly has made me go, like I said at the start, every single person gets on the plane, every single person gets off. It's not, you know, what was it? That that was the one thing that I was struck by in one of the talks where you say that there's, I think it was 115,000 flights a day or something crazy or 100,000 flights globally a day there was some figure in there i can't remember the exact figure
0: mm, um, i don't remember either
1: <laughs> and it's a lot though. Um, <laughs> and everyone you know we all sort of the media glor- you know glorifies anything that goes wrong they're so quick to put fear in people and and mm. make people feel bad they never want people to have the good stories and I think there's so many flights and so many successes that people just, it just gets lost. Nobody's yeah. interested in all the positive stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, like I said, we're going back in December and, you know, I can't wait. We're going on a 777 this time, oh, a cool. Boeing 777. Lovely. Never flown on one. And I'm like, I can't wait.
0: Yeah. Oh, they're lovely aircraft as well. So that's, yeah, just a different feel to... The A three eighty. I mean, that's. I've only been on one one of those once, and I loved it. And for all the reasons that you said, very quiet and uh, very peaceful. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I I love your story, Gina. It's just so oh. inspiring.
1: I just really hope, you know, I'm I'm quite active on LoveFly now. It's it's really for me. It was quite. It was inspiring. It's changed my attitude. It's given me. It gave me hope. That was Mm. the main thing that uh, made me realize that I'm not the only crazy brain that it goes through this mad turmoil in my head, you know, even at the thought of it, you know, I wasn't alone. There's Mm. thousands of other people, probably hundreds of thousands of people that have the same fears and, and worries and things. And for every post that goes on Lovefly, just makes everyone else stronger and stronger and stronger, and and makes people realise. I think that you know, together, everyone is so much stronger mm. and can conquer anything. And like I said, fear is only the only limit with fear is your is your self control of it. And that, and I think we have to look at things somehow to retrain our brain to look at things. Like I said i always say what if it crashes what if what if i get running what if this happens but then like i said what if it doesn't Mm -hmm. look at the exciting amazing things that we can have and achieve and do and all the experiences that we can have if we just learn to let it go (laughs) easier said than done but you know and it takes a lot
0: but yeah you did it you're doing it and uh and that is, I love the this. I get a real strong sense of hope, determination, and doing it despite feeling absolutely terrified. I think that's just it's just in so inspiring. It doesn't feel like the big enough word, but that's just amazing. Oh,
1: thank you. So, what about I think between now and the next time?
0: Is there? What's your? I mean, you are have seen you've been very active on the Love Fly, which I think helps yeah. as well because you get to every time you're helping somebody else, you're reinforcing it but i just wonder what your plan is between now and december is there anything else that you need to do to to just get even more fear fear free if that's the right I word i think
1: for me um i think i like i said all my adult life i've come from a place of fear and i think my main goal between now and december is to get myself physically and mentally in a much better place so this right. I have to say doing this trip and flying especially the flying that for me has been the most door opening experience so having done it once I now know what to expect and it's not something to be so scared of it's mm-hmm. not this scary thing that I've created in my head yeah and I think I want to work on my my sort of strength, my physical and mental well being a bit more. So that I I want I've been speaking to another member of the group quite a lot, personal messaging, who was who was going through a very difficult flight mm. experience this last week. And and I said, Do you know what? If I could, and I would have done I would have got on a plane and flown out and flown back with her and held her hand all the way yeah. through if I yeah. could have done if I if I could afford it and I had the time off. I would have done that just to hold her hand through it to show mm. her that I trust so much in the process of yes. flying now yeah. that I would happily get on that plane and then go and get her and bring her back. <laughs> I would have done it. I feel that confident in everyone that flies the plane crews the plane maintains the plane does the maintenance on it i feel so confident that every single person knows what they're doing and you know people get in my car every day and i drive people around and they have to trust that i know what i'm doing so it's no different it's just a bigger vehicle Mm. (laughs) wow and a few more people
0: (laughs) yeah i've noticed that yeah.
1: there's one or two more people on in the vehicle but, yeah
0: you know. and, and just about a gazillion times safer no disrespect to your driving
1: it is though that's that's the weirdest thing and you know there's some it's my dad when i learned to drive with my dad like i said i'm 52 and he used to drum in my head all the time it doesn't matter how good you are it's the other idiots on the road <laughs> And he used to say, and I, when we were flying, I was thinking, I've not seen a single plane up here, mm. which is a good thing, obviously. I've not seen another plane. There's no one stood in the road, walking across the road and, you know, things like that. And actually, that's a really liberating thing that, you know, you can just sit back and there's no one else around. There's nothing mm. that's going to sort of jump out at you and, and, you know, cause you have to do emergency stop in the middle of the, in, of the air. You know, well, hopefully not. And that's quite quite nice feeling because yes. you know you just let you let it go. It's lovely.
0: I agree. Oh, I love I love flying. I love the fact that you can escape. Unfortunately, because Wi-Fi is on there now, you're now contactable. But before that, and um, if you buy just... it, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You don't have to buy it, do you? But then,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> No. Oh, I think yeah, I love that escapism, that sort of thing is a very secure place and you can escape from things have time to think i love all that unless unless you've got kids with you on the plane and then forget (laughs)
1: it (laughs) we all we all have unless you're incredibly lucky we all have very humdrum lives we all work we all you know we all pay the bills we all you know to a degree struggle with everyday rubbish that goes on in life and you know how incredible is it that you can step on a plane and one in the morning you're living your life you're having breakfast around your table thinking you know god another day kind of thing it's going to be that kind of day again and in the afternoon you could be on a beach somewhere you know somewhere tropical or looking at the ice caps somewhere or you know, doing some crazy hmm. trip somewhere, or you could be seeing family that you've not seen in years in the afternoon. Just in the afternoon. Yeah. Isn't that isn't that just amazing?
0: It is. I'm handing over the Love Fly group to you. <laughs> <laughs> You're so positive. That's such a lovely way to look at it, you know. I love all that. Honestly, Jean, that's it's it. I'm handing it over. You could be an admin now. Sorry. Oh, thanks off. Thanks ever so much.
1: <laughs> I just think it's amazing that you can get up in the morning and be in one country mm. and then, you know, even a two hour flight, three hour flight, and it's a completely different to Spain or whatever. It's a different culture, a different place, different people. You can go where nobody knows you and you can just be who you want to be. You know, I'm very body conscious. So, I went to America. I didn't know anyone other than my son. And I was wearing shorts and a T-shirt. And my husband was like, I've not seen you in shorts in years. And I'm like, I don't know any of these people. Mm -hmm. You know, what do I care? They're never going to see me again. And I've just got on a plane and flown 3,000 miles. If I want to wear my shorts, Han, i I'm going to wear my shorts. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) It was like, it's been absolutely incredible. I can't really explain. I can't say it any other way. It's been I life think, changing.
0: I think you're doing a great job of it, honestly. It's, Thanks. It's just... actually,
1: I've got my BA app because I have to just say we're not rich. We paid for all of our family to go to my son's wedding. Mm. And one by one, they dropped out. But we had already bought the tickets because the stress was getting too much for everyone and my for various reasons. And we couldn't get our money back. So we were given vouchers, and that's the only reason we can do all of this flying now. We've probably got two more flights that we can, we can do. And, you know, we're just like, <laughs> we're, not rich, we're not sort of flying off, you know, we're not sort of jetting off here, there and everywhere because we've got the money to do it. We're just using up the vouchers. But even then, I've said to my hubby, I don't want this to stop. We have to push ourselves out of our comfort zone as much as possible keep doing it, keep doing things that just test us a little bit more. Otherwise, mm. we're just going to miss out on life. And we're we're both in our 50s. And, you know, as a kid, you think you're infallible and you've got all this time ahead of you. And then you come into your 50s and you kind of think, well, you know, probably 20 years before, you know, I start creaking and cracking a bit too much or, mm. you know, and, and those 20 years will fly very quickly. And I just want to experience as much as I can, whether that's flying to foreign countries. I've got a bucket list now. God help me. <laughs> of places that I always said that I wanted to go, but it's now where I'm going to go. I love because that. Because I, I can do it. I can get on that plane. Mm. It's not, you know, it is a huge, huge thing to do, but the rewards are just incredible and like I said so many people get on planes for so many different reasons you know and I, I read the stories and, and I see you know the stress and the and the fear and the, the real sort of terror that people go through and I sort of think none of us really know some people say they're going on holiday but we could have people on the group that are going to see their parents for the last time or yeah. You know and all that added stress but every single person in the group has been loving kind compassionate you know non-judgmental warm nothing negative in the group whatsoever and it feels like it's become quite a family yeah group really which is absolute credit to you and your your guys really
0: well thank you and behalf of everybody else that does all the I mean, to be honest, when I first started it, it, you know, I had no idea that it could be so great and supportive and, and, and in fairness, by the time I get on half the time to answer these things, about 15 people have already done it. It's just like, you know, because this, the people are helping each other, which is, I just love, you know, so I try to get in there and like as many things as I can and if people tag me, I'll, I'll try and answer it directly, you know. but. Yeah, it's just amazing, isn't it, what people are doing for each other. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's lovely to see. And uh, I, I haven't got the words for it, really. It's just, it, it's very humbling to think of all these people helping complete strangers in different countries yeah. that they'll never meet. I just find it, it, it's jaw-droppingly good. I
1: have to say, I am, I am incredibly proud of every single person, even if they got to the airport, and they couldn't get on the plane, at least they gave it a go. And I'm so proud of every single person that stands up and faces their fear and says, you know, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I might be scared, I might be terrified, I might be, I mean, I must have gone to the toilet 11 times at the airport, if not more, Mm -hmm. until I just thought I was going to keel over because i had nothing left to give. You know, I was so exhausted. Yes. But somehow I think human beings, there's that little bit of spirit that's so yeah. deeply buried that gets ignited when we face our face our darkest, deepest fears.
0: Mm.
1: I think there's something inside that just that flame reignites.
0: Oh, you've been there's so many sort of slam dunk moments in this podcast. Oh, I keep, you know, no it's lovely it's just some really just some brilliant thing and, and the thing is it's not like you're just saying things for the sake of it these everything no. you're saying to me feels genuine and, oh, it is. and just very warm and sincere i don't know it's just it's just phenomenal on the receiving end of this it's just amazing and i'm and i just know that people are going to love this podcast because it's oh, just so you. inspiring you're inspiring oh, and you're running the podcast no, not really. that's it so it's genius podcast now i just yeah just some brilliant 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 messages there. i
1: just want to hug everyone and say and somehow say to everyone you know just take that moment when you step on that plane take that moment And think what an amazing human being you are Mm. and how strong and how courageous and how amazing and unique. Every single person that gets on that plane is because they are doing something that is amazing, mind blowing, you know, and will change their lives because they get to see their loved ones, they get to have fun with their family away from the stresses of the of everyday rubbish. And that is just priceless. You cannot put a price on that. Those no. moments when you're old and you're, you know, you're looking back on your life. All of those, life is about making memories and, you know, getting on that plane is just a tiny, weeny, minute part of that journey so such a tiny part of your holiday or your visit or you know it's just a few hours out of your lifetime your hundreds of thousands of hours that you have in your life it's just a minute little time don't give it the gravity don't give it that don't let it have that strength to stop you from living and doing stuff because it's too short and too precious don't hug your family have lots of fun memories go do it go live it go fly, <laughs> go fly. <Have> some fun. <laughs> i can't wait i'm like so up for round two i'll tell you I can, i'll be flying the bloody thing before long <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it's never too late you know it's oh, never man. too late to get your commercial license or you yeah, want to go no. and be cabin crew you know you knows you know uh, a friend yeah. of mine she's started at uh, she's probably my age 55 you know she just st- joined his cabin crew and just started BA you know anything's possible
1: yeah that's very true the only limitation is your brain that's it you, you, you're your limitation you allow yourself to be limited don't you
0: Gina I think just we just need let to let stop that. because this has been amazing and oh, I'm thank so, you. So, so grateful thank you thank you so much for no,
1: coming thank on. you and honestly your story's
0: been amazing it's been so inspiring and it's just uh you know i've had a little manly tear every now and then you know thankfully you can't see that but uh, i just <laughs> yeah it's just it was just just awesome well thank you. thank you
1: like i said thank you when i sent that message to you the other day i really am grateful for everything that lovefly does because it's not just about you and the admin team. It's about every single person that's on that group. Mm. Every single person. And, okay. you know, you've done amazing, fantastic job putting it together. And it's a fantastic, there's no other site like it, I don't think.
0: That's it. I'm going to have to lie down now. I'm going to take the rest of the evening off. Gina. <laughs>
1: Go and have
0: a beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's that right, just... Thank you. Yeah, you've been a brilliant guest and there's just oh, been some you. fantastic lovely inspiring bits in that and I cannot wait to release this podcast for other people to oh, enjoy it as you. well
1: well I hope they're not bored because I do waffle but no not at
0: all no it's been great
1: thank you